Welcome, welcome to another episode of So You Can Hear Me When I'm Gone. I'm your host, Dallin. If you're a first-time listener, this is the podcast where we explore the lives and journeys of various family members. We enjoy hearing their stories and experiences and hope to capture wisdom and truth to share with future generations. All people go through life and they come away from, uh, from certain experiences with gems of truth, nuggets of wisdom, certain bits of knowledge they know for sure. And it's our purpose on this show to capture, if we can, those gems of knowledge and wisdom so we can share them with future generations. Uh, As part of our respect for the privacy of the guests we have on our show, we release two versions of the episode, a public version and a privacy-honoring version, which can be provided to you, our listeners, by emailing host at soyoucanhearme.com. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Sarah. Welcome to the show. How are you? How goes it? Um, it's going well. Having a good Saturday. Brilliant introduction. I think we can call it. That was a that was a good interview. <laughs> I think we should cut now. <laughs> we are broadcasting, not live technically, but we are broadcasting from the red couch in the oh, residence, yeah. in the residence of the boy, the yeah. legend. Yep. Indeed. So we're excited to have you. I'm nervous. Please, you should be all the nervous. I know. We're a really big deal. Yeah. We're uh we're, we have way. a lot of followers, like pretty I look influential, around this room you know. And it's like this is professional. Yeah. <laughs> professional grade. <laughs> uh What's your name? And uh how did you how did you get that name and what's the story that your parents may have told you and you know all of that it's actually objection <laughs> counsel is leading the witness <laughs> um you know it's not that great of a story i mean well everyone's story is great I just want to hear. I just want to hear from the horse's mouth. Yeah, let's hear it, so to speak. Okay, so I have the greatest name on earth. So let's just put that out there. (laughs) Um, it's Sarah. That's all. Wow. Everyone, I'll take a moment (laughs) for you. Uh, Golf clap. Yeah. Slow, slow clap. Um, it's from the Bible. Ah. Because Sarah is uh, unexpected, I think. Oh, really? I actually don't remember the full story. That's I cool. think that it's like something along the lines of like it's Mom unexpected. and Dad didn't expect you. Yeah. You were a little bit of a surprise, were you? I don't know if it was a surprise or a mistake. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, no. I I really I just know that it was something about like Sarah and I think in the Bible it's something where she couldn't have children or something and then oh. whatever. But it doesn't actually make sense in my mind because Jana was like right before me like less no not less than a year but like a year and a couple months so I'm not sure I think it was more they liked the name and you know it's uh well originally it wasn't gonna be Sarah oh yeah 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 
because we uh the story. no 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 wait nathan I, I was nathaniel there. you got it okay there it is. Because oh, I was yeah. going to be a little tiny dude. We thought. <laughs> but. <laughs> we Everybody was, yeah. We, um, yeah. Because they didn't have. Mom and dad were pretty. Yeah, stuff. you guys were. They were thought you were going to be a boy. Well, yeah, you were there because you were nine. Yeah, we had like. Ten? Nine? Christmas presents with. Did you Nathan really? on them, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. We totally. Like, like everybody was, was convinced there. you were going to be a boy. I remember this. Well, I, I do, actually. Been. I remember that part. I thought Mike was leading you toward name. the initials because the initials story was kind of fun. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. So what's the deal with why you have your initials the way you are? They are. And what's up with your middle name? Well, obviously you got married, so well, now it kind of throws it all uh, off. Well, well that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Not that marriage is a bad thing. We endorse marriage. <laughs> Sorry. Make that clear to our sponsors. Yeah, I will act like I'm not married. Wait a second. We have sponsors? <laughs> 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 um okay so basically our mother had me in the hospital she's sitting there trying to figure out the name put it on paperwork and her mom called her grandma yes yeah. grandma leslie called her and said, oh, sorry, maybe I should, like, confirm. The name that my mother wanted to call me was Sarah. And with an E. And with an E, of course. Um, Perry, obviously. So, Grandma called her, her mother, and said, I will not have a grandchild named, or with the initials of Sap." Yep. <laughs> because apparently that was like so horrible. Like you would yeah, call like people, this. you're such a sap. Yeah. But I, you know, that it did kind of die with whatever decade. I don't know. Whatever generation that was that started it or something. Yeah. Cause that's not, nobody says that anymore that I know of. I use it frequently. Oh, well, you know, Dal's an old soul. <laughs> Um, anyways, so then she didn't do that, and so then she came up with Lynn, which I don't know the story behind that. I think it was just a good middle name. It's just maybe a close second on the list. Which, you know what, that reminds me, because I have asked her about your name, Jared Michael. Oh. And she said, maybe this is wrong, whatever, I don't know, she says that it was the popular thing to do where you name someone but you go by their middle name oh really yeah that's what she told me it was popular so we decided jared michael it's refined i know i'm like that's an (laughs) odd thing to do i don't know i will admit that there have been years where i completely forgot that his first name was actually jared Yeah, yeah well me too. Years. I was only ever reminded when I sat in school for the, on the first day of class, and they're always like, Jared Perry. I'm like, who? <laughs> Who's that? Still waiting for There's me. another oh, Perry here? Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Jared Michael Perry. <laughs> that's my last name. I, I go by Mike and just call me. I actually, I, that came in college when I finally became assertive. <laughs> Fair enough. Mike yeah. is, in, is high in agreeableness. Yes, it's Jared. Just go with it all year. Yep. 
I guess that's my name now. Of course, all the Clipple clan call you J. Michael. J. A. Michael. That's true. That's true. They did have since the the back. Kins, in the did days. you have any nicknames growing up? So many. Um. Well, obviously, Kins. Yeah. You know, a fan favorite. <laughs> um, certainly. Kind of an odd one, but Sarah Pooh. That's right. Or Pooh or Pooey. Right. So. Right. Those were great during formative years. <laughs> loved it. Hey, Pooey. Yeah. That was mainly around like Winnie the Pooh, I think. Rather it was. Than, uh, I loved Winnie the Pooh. My favorite thing in the world. Kind of to this day. I, I, you know, special place in my heart. Yeah, the 1970s version. Yeah. Not this modern stuff Not they've the, got now. Yeah. Well, well, like live version, I think they have now. Do uh, they really? Oh, yeah, I think I know you're Christopher Robin, yeah. I think. Oh no, no! But anyway, no, no, one. not but that. The, the, they have done a pretty decent job of like staying true to the artwork and stuff from the seventies yeah. version. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's a song anyway. Tree. So yeah, that's me as a start. You were born where? Sorry, just for the record, you know, it's family history podcast. Hillsboro. Hillsboro, Oregon. Oregon. Only for about a year, so I remember nothing. Hmm. And That's true, huh? Yeah, all three of you does. were born in Hillsboro, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, all yeah because you were born in Coeur d'Alene. Yep. And then, I don't... Wait, was Jana born in Hillsboro? I thought everybody was born in Hillsboro. Well, I mean, like the that area. I mean, I think Mike was born in, like, the, in Beaverton, technically. But I mean, in like that, what's that on metro the birth area. Certificate? Oh, I don't know. Oh, for me or everybody? Well, I know yours is Coeur d'Alene. Mine says Hillsborough. Does it really? Oh. It does. Well, it is kind of odd because from what I've heard, well, what's next to Hillsborough again? Oh, there's a ton of little places. No, no, no. The big city. Oh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. I thought that they lived in Portland. Mm-mm. Mom and dad? They lived in Hillsboro for sure. Yeah. Hillsboro. Hillsboro. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Bedroom community well, to Portland. Okay. Then never mind. I don't know where I got my stories. Oh, well, what stories? Let's hear. Th- what, yeah. what? Oh, no. I mean, I just, I thought they had said that, but it wouldn't actually make sense to be in Portland and then go to Hillsboro to have a child. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Let's I mean, just scratch that. Gotcha. I mean, that's the fine tuning between like where you were born and like the literal hospital and the actual city boundaries of where that hospital was. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get all technical about it. So, uh, yeah. what was your, um, I've got a lot of questions. So sorry. Down well, what there, are they around? Well, just, you Focused know, around. kind of this topic. Oh, you want to focus on childhood? No, not necessarily. Not like a therapy session type of thing. Just, you know, just curiosity. Well, my brothers were horrible to me. <laughs> That's true. We did, Serious trauma. We did a lot of teasing. That That is true. No. That's also true. It's in the manual in our defense, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it says clearly you must No, I don't remember being, like, traumatized by that. It was mainly Janet. It was, I've got to say, Janet was a bit of a sensitive soul mm-hmm. but i remember her crying a lot about one of you doing something probably me but it was like 
in my Michael. mind, I remember thinking, all they did was like pull your hair. Okay, you're good. <laughs> but all I did was like pull your hair. All I did. But I, you we know, were only going to drown her. <laughs> you see, no big deal, Jana. Jeez, <laughs> no, I don't know. I remember it not being like anything serious, and I thought Jana was being dramatic. Yeah, yeah. But I'm. I think she knows that. I mean, I think I've told her that. Well, if you haven't, she's gonna know now. Awkward. Yep. Yep. Jana, you were dramatic as a child. I'm sorry. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Anyway, um, no, I don't know. I guess I kind of have like two things that I was maybe gonna talk about. Oh, but, here we go. But I don't want to talk about both okay fair enough i think maybe i i want to focus more on like just how it is being a stepmom and like that side of things i think interesting is what i would like to i like it put it out there well let's back up just a little bit so your stepmom so who are the girls so how, give us like the, the rundown, what's going on. Okay, so they are my husband's daughters. I've actually never said that now that I think about it. <laughs> because they're mine. Like I never think about it in that way where it's like they belong to him. Mm. Sometimes I've even like, they're mine, not yours. <laughs> but, but uh, well, so I don't even know exactly when... It's kind of a slow burn. It just yeah, kind of I mean, started I think, happening. Yeah. I definitely took a lot of time to get to know each one individually because I wanted to build a relationship and not have it be. I don't know. I, I actually, I really didn't think about the future. I just mostly was like, I want to go get to know each one. How old were they at the time? When you first met them? So, when I first met them, six and nine. So, they were pretty young. Yeah. Um, How old are they now? So, now they are 13 and 17. But in a few short months, 14 and 18. November uh, and September. A slow march of time. It's gone by really fast, but also really slow. Tell us the highs and lows. Well, it's hard because I, I want to hold back a little because I don't, I know that potentially they might listen to this one day. Um, but there's a lot of things that um, were difficult to overcome in the beginning. Um, just a lot of stuff where I wasn't coming from, I had had kids previously. And if I'm like completely honest, I had no desire to have kids before I met them. But once I met them and started to get to know them, I was like, I need to have more of them. 
they're perfect and I don't like, you know, okay, I'm a little biased, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, they are though compared to other children, like they're perfect. So huh. other kids <laughs> well, are rats. Yeah. Everyone else sucks. Everyone else is the worst. No, I just, they, they're perfect for me. Mm. So I expand on that. Okay. Well, I told myself I was not going to cry in this podcast. Like you, I walked in the door going, we'll just edit it out. We can edit out the tears. Like yeah. no one will even know, like it'll be fine. Just be gone. Um, I just, I don't know how to explain it because it's like so much history to now look back on. I mean, it's been, what's the math on that? So six and nine, or we could just go by the youngest. So six to 13. Yeah. Is that? Seven years. Seven. Yeah. Right. Seven years. Seven. Okay. Okay. Well, because this year she'll be 14, so then it'll be eight years. But anyway, um, that's a lot of time to, like, look back on. But um, Fair enough. Yeah, you've been involved with their, I mean, the bulk of their formative years, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, at least for the youngest right now, um, I've been in her life more than I have been out of it. Right. Which is wild to think about for me. Mm. Um, almost for Andy, number one, she, well, once she'll be 18, then actually it is half. She was nine when I met her, but, um, I don't know. A lot of like highs and lows. Um, there was a lot of stuff with, um, their mom, but I, I feel strongly about not talking bad about her because she's extremely important to their lives and she should be. Yeah. Um, and I tried to never take away from that still to this day, I guess. Um, cause Same. I'm not, I'm their mom, but I'm not their primary mom i'm not really sure how to describe it or label it but but i basically i know my place and i it took a lot of time for me to kind of figure that out where it was like what do i want to be for them and how do i want to like where's my spot in this relationship or family dynamic um Was that difficult at first, trying to find that, carve out that place? Yeah, it was very difficult because I didn't want to be just a friend. But at the same time, I didn't want to be walked on. Mm. And at the same time, there's like a lot to it. But I also didn't want to be a lot of discipline to them because I'm not their real mom. So I wanted that to be kind of be left to Ryan or 
their mom because it's like, that's not my place. But I, I mean, I think we, all three of us kind of had to figure it out. And individually, me and number one, and then also me and number two. So Andy and Lauren, I had to kind of like build that relationship. Well, not just me, I guess we figured that out of how we want to do things. Makes sense. <clears throat> so they know me really, really well. And I know them really, really well. And then they're also changing. So do you, th do you think now looking back on it, that it met with some of your initial expectations, this whole road that you've been on, or is it so much better than you, what you expected or what's, Looking back, I don't actually think I had an expectation, which maybe that was a good thing because I didn't have kids prior. So I didn't have some kind of like, this is what I want to do. I just knew from the start that I wanted this to be genuine. I didn't want it to be like, I love you, but here's your kids and I'll just, you know, fake it until they're gone. I was very... Like, all in. Not just kind of, like, one fit in. I wanted to truly get to know them and, like, truly build things. And, yeah, I mean, like, I care about them. I mean, I can't really put it into words how much they mean to me, honestly. That's awesome. But, um, it's been an interesting ride, I guess, because when we found out, oh, God, guys. We'll just edit out the tears. It's yeah, fine. just, you know, cut that all out. Um, I'm not a crier, is the thing. I'm like a very private person. I think all of us Perrys feel pretty dang awkward about crying for some reason. I don't. I cry all the time. No, you don't. You liar. Really? I feel like mom, dad, Jana, I feel like they're all great at it. I don't know. Maybe you guys are well, uncomfortable. I'm Actually, saying I feel I don't like you cry. are. I'm saying I feel awkward about crying. Wow. Um, Constantly. I, I'm not saying like I other people cry. crying. Or I cry you a crying? lot. Do you feel awkward about you crying? <laughs> but I'm like, whenever I cry, I always feel like it's the most awkward thing. I don't want anybody to look at me. I want to climb. I'm like, put stop looking at me. Head. You're yeah. crying. No, I'm crying. Exactly. <laughs> no, okay, I'm okay with crying. It's just, um, I only do it like when it's just too much, I guess. And I feel like that's not very often. I'm pretty like composed as a person. I think. Yeah, you four type energy. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, continue, continue. Well, so, um, I don't remember exactly where we were talking about. Well, you found out. I Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, that their mom was going to get married and move to Vegas. So, that was a really, um, 
interesting time. It really was not like a tough decision. It was, we didn't even think about it. We just thought immediately, yeah, we're, we're going to follow you. Like we didn't, I don't remember having any discussions about it. It was just like, duh. Mutually understood. It was mutually, yeah. We never got in depth. I mean, it just was like, of course we're going to. Like, we're not going to be away from them. So, we moved down to Vegas, and um, there's, like, a lot that happened in Vegas, just as far as, like, well, I don't even know. I mean, there's just, like, so much. So much to tell. So much to tell, but also, like, it was three years, and there's just, like, a lot that. That, um, ugh, God, I don't know exactly how to explain this. It was just not the city for us. And we realized how mm. much, um, well, first of all, this was the first time that Ryan had moved, um, out of state. Mm. because he had grown up like, you know, born and raised Utah. And so, man, yeah, which is great. But, um, so this was like a big move. And I think, well, we've talked about this before, but it's like, we both were just so naive about it. Mm. We just thought, you know, we'd get down there. We'd both find jobs. No big deal. Like we'll make it work. But it was really difficult to find jobs and I think another part of it was that he needed to stay and finish out his job because, or finish out his job in Utah because it was, um, he was the manager and he had built the company of that side of it. And so he couldn't just walk away because he'd been there, I think like 11 years or something. It was quite a bit of time, but, yeah, um, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, so he he wanted to kind of find somebody and train them well and then leave because he didn't want to just leave them hanging without, like, anything. So, because of that, I ended up being there seven or eight months um, in Vegas, being in Vegas for seven or eight months by myself. Um, we would, he would come down twice a month and I would go up there twice a month. So we would see each other every weekend, whether it was in Vegas or, um, in Utah, which was good. But, um, Keep I, on. <laughs> but I, uh, I didn't know anybody. So it was like a completely um, a new lonely thing. experience. It was lonely a Sounds lot of the time. Flipping lonely. You know, the only people that I knew really was um, there were some friends of Ryan's that I had met a few times, and they ended up being really, really helpful. But I was so private that I didn't want to like intrude on going and hanging out with them or something like that. Um, but yeah, it felt like the only people I really knew were the girls and their mom. 
And if something had happened, they were so close because we purposely got a house that was um, like a neighborhood next to them, basically. Um, so yeah, I just I didn't have anybody. And then I, it was really hard to find a job because there's so many it wasn't like it is now, I guess, because I know now it's like a totally different world out there. But job wise, job wise. Yeah. I mean, like I was, I don't know. I kind of was used to like, you go out and talk to people like, you know, go to different stores or go to different wherever. I was mostly looking for automotive. So I was going into different dealerships and things like that. And they're like, fill out the application online. Like they just were way more. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Why, why are you are in front of us? Talking to me? I know. Um, which was weird. It's like, I kind of am like, go door to door. Like, I don't know. But you're the, you're an old soul too. I guess so. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, haven't you heard of the internet? (laughs) I know. What's that? Yeah. I was, um, expecting whatever. I don't know. So then I obviously figured out the whole online thing and just like kept applying online over and over. And they're just like, was not, I mean, you know, anyway, it, it, wasn't actually that long of a time period, but it like really um, felt like a long time. Oh yeah, it was probably three months, maybe two. I, it really was not like that long. Yeah, but when it's day to day like that, I can imagine it sounds it like you really uh, time slows down. Yeah, in those moments where you're unemployed and you're so aware of it, and yeah, yeah, oh, my goodness, yeah. And I didn't have anybody because I just had this big empty house. Um, and the girls were there, but of course they have school, you know, all during the week and then the weekends were good, but, um, yeah, during the weekdays, it's like days just like drug on and we Mm -hmm. happened to move there in the summer. So it was like really, really hot. So I just like hung out inside with the AC and cooped up in the house trying to applied all these jobs yeah and so then it's like maybe this is a mistake i mean i don't know you know all of this kind of stuff but um it was so amazing because um both girls but more andy had like a lot of issues with um either the bus schedule or just um they were um, her mom and Chris, her new husband had just had some issues trying to like transportation wise of like getting them to school and back. And, um, the, the bus was just kind of like here and there. It seemed like it wasn't very consistent anyway. So I actually ended up because I was so free, I ended up getting a lot of time with Andy where I could take her to school, pick her up when she's sick, or pick up Lauren. I mean, just like I had all this time because I was just looking for a job. So I was actually able to like truly be there for them, which is what I wanted. And so, 
it was good and bad, I guess. Um, anyway, so I ended up finding a job. Um, I, the first job I actually only had for like a month because it was just like horrible hours. I was doing inventory. So I would go in and do inventory for like these really high end stores in Vegas, like, like a jewelry store. And it was like really tiny and just like thousands of dollars type of stuff or, um, some sort of high-end clothing store. I mean, like just like random watches. I mean, a shoe store, just like stuff like that where they would have us go in at like four in the morning and yeah, or earlier yeah. sometimes. Four in the morning? Is that, yeah. am I, is that English? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Four, <laughs> four in the morning? What does that mean? I know. It was crazy. So I would do that for like whatever amount of time it took. And then go home and then it was kind of like an on-call sort of thing um and they paid like so horrible i mean anyway whatever so i only ended up doing that for about a month but um then i got a job at um a solar distribution center and that ended up being probably the best thing for me because it was a tiny store it was a big um, company, but that branch was just little. And, um, I was like the fifth person, fifth employee. And they were, it was all guys, which sounds bad, but I just love that because they're a lot more like go with the flow and comfortable. Women can kind of be catty and there's Dramatic. differences between men and women on average. <laughs> yeah. Speaking generally. Yeah. I mean, and I had done that before because obviously um, prior to that, I was in like office type settings where it was all women. Um, and I love that too. I mean, it's just like a different kind of thing. But um, that ended up being really great for me because I didn't have any friends and they were like there for me. Um, in a lot of ways and, um, I went through a lot of stuff during that time. Um, during that time, uh, Ryan and I decided that we wanted to have a baby, which again, that was like for me decided only because I met them and realized that like, this is what I want because I just, I don't know. I just had like no desire. I mean, I, I get along with kids, but I just had no desire to be with them 24 seven. I mean, or even just eight to five. I mean, I don't know. The, the stepmom position because you share custody or whatever it's, you're not, full full-time parenting yeah it's, you kind of get a break so to speak right? yeah but it's so different too because you just like jumped you jumped into the middle of yeah. it right yeah. i skipped and i think well different times of my life i've thought about just how it sucks that i missed like <sighs> when they're little I, that i missed yeah when they were babies and um, I don't know. I just, 
I miss, like, such a big chunk of their lives, but... But at the same time, like, I appreciate that... <clears throat> that I'm a part of their lives for whatever amount of time I have been. Um... Um... Anyway, so I, um, so back to Vegas. So, um, we, at that point, I think we'd been together probably like four or five, I think it was five years. I don't know. Um, it had been quite a while. Um, and uh, you know, things just weren't happening in that kind of way of like having a baby. And so, um, we started to go, well, I say we, but it was mostly me because, um, he was in Utah still. And, um, um, anyway, so Ryan was commuting back and forth. He was. Day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, started at this kind of like fertility place and um they they did a bunch of tests i mean i did um i don't know all the names but there was a surgery and there was um a lot of blood draws i mean basic stuff in that way but um actually i think there were two surgeries Anyway, just like a lot of stuff trying to um, figure out what was wrong with me because it kind of was like, because Ryan had already produced two children, it was like, he's probably fine. But they did, you know, do like a couple tests for him, but everything was fine because it mostly was me, which um, I kind of thought so just, you know, I mean, I don't know, put you, two and two together. You kind of get hard. a sense, to, sense of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that ended up going on for two years, um, of like, just all this, I don't know, testing and unknown, and there were just a lot of things to it. Um, like emotionally, I don't know, it's kind of just like a roller coaster. Um, and, well, the doctor was also like really horrible. She just didn't have like good bedside manners, so she just was like not a great fit, but, but anyway, um, so back to like those people that I was talking about at, um, that first job that I had, they actually ended up, um, well, I took an Uber to the fertility place to do, um, one of the surgeries and an Uber back to work because I, you know, I knew I needed to work, but, um, Anyway, and then they ended up driving me home, which was, like, really nice of them because I just, I really didn't have anybody. And I was also, well, I am private, so I didn't want to, um... Impose. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell, like, a whole story about it. And then also, it's like, I didn't want anybody to know that I'm going to this clinic place. Or, yeah. it's not really a clinic, but... Anyway, so... I don't know. It was just kind of hard because I was trying to figure it out, which is why I just did Uber. 
Um, but it was really nice. Like they didn't, I never had to say this is what's going on. They just understood in a sense of like privacy and we don't need to know, but we're here for you. So it was just nice. Cause yeah, I don't know. I just didn't have anybody. And, um, yeah, they were all just, like, kind of my, like, brothers, I guess, because they were, like, protective and stuff. But, anyway, um, so, yeah, uh, Ryan ended up then, at that point, um, living full-time there in Vegas. And we, um... We both ended up getting jobs. Actually, no, wait. Well, I can't remember the timeline exactly, but he ended up getting a job in Henderson at a Toyota dealership, a really massive one. And um, I was still at a CD, and then I um, ended up working at another dealership across the street, across the freeway from him. So then we ended up carpooling and uh, it worked out really well. Um, I think I'm forgetting something because he worked for a time and then he actually ended up needing to go back to Utah for another, I don't know, six months or maybe more. Um, It was... uh, a total of a year and a half because it was like half the time we were there that I was by myself but it was in two spurts kind of thing anyway um so what else happened I guess I'm getting the timeline a little bit mixed up we all do but um well, I had a question to oh. backtrack a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, it's obviously it wasn't ideal, and but I mean, y'all didn't hesitate and you went down there or made arrangements to get down there and everything. And then it was like, wow, this place is awful. I don't really want to be here. This isn't exactly my scene, yeah. so, so to speak. Yeah. And so that was difficult. And then you've got this constant pressure of, you know, I really need to find a job here. I don't know anybody. This is really, you know, depressing blah, blah, blah. What are we doing? Yeah. Kind of makes you rethink all your decisions. But in the middle of that, you know, bad part of it, right? This struggle, suddenly you got exactly what you wanted. And that's to, you know, to this become this form, form this relationship with, with Andy and Lauren, be able to be there for them in a very tangible, real way. And to kind of solidify not that you hadn't before, obviously, but no, I agree. It was, I mean, if the thing is, is like, I guess, like I said earlier, I wasn't going into it thinking like, I'm just going to have this great relationship with them. I I didn't like pre think any of that, but I knew that I wanted to, you had hopes have. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want it to just be like, that's his kids. We hang out with them when they're here and then they leave and whatever. Yeah. I wanted to be like, 
um, make a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Which now, I mean, well, I can't, I mean, they're mine and I am like fiercely loyal. I mean, even if Ryan does something where it's like teasing them too much and I'm like, stop. That's their no, no. (laughs) I mean, I'll like stop him because I'm just like, so I don't know. Like they're just mine and they're, yeah. That's so cool. So cool to hear. I didn't realize any of this. Well, I mean, I, uh, well, like I said before, I'm pretty private. I don't really talk about this kind of thing because it's just, I don't know why, but anyway. Well, does that, as far as your relationship with the girls, was this kind of a pivotal time period? In Vegas? Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the thing that like added to it is that Andy was just starting middle school for the first time. And so that was already like a new thing and scary and and like everyone hates middle school. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. Maybe I shouldn't say everyone. No, does. everyone does. Everybody. <laughs> They've done studies. Should. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like it's just an awkward time of like that transition from childhood to like teen-ish, yeah. preteen, whatever. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. You're like so much more self-aware of yourself all of a sudden and like other people looking at you and judging you. And it's just like, not everyone likes me. (laughs) I don't know. It's just a, like a weird, and then you're kind of trying to figure out your own, um, personality or like, yeah. Or how you want to be in society. I don't know. So there's just like a lot to figure out during that time. So, It's like a switch from being like paying attention to the world around you to like being conscious of, oh my word, yourself. And now I'm thinking about myself and how I'm interacting with that world instead of the other way around. It's yeah. Like how do I look to them? Yeah. Like Liddy's, she runs around here and it's just like, everything's new and she's exploring and experiencing the world. And then you get to the stage where it's like the reverse. It's suddenly it's like, oh my goodness, I'm thinking about myself in this place that I was exploring and now I'm not exploring it. I'm self-conscious of my place in it. Yeah. Yeah. And like everyone, you know, female, male, everyone goes through it of like. Well, and then, you know, puberty, I mean, hormonal changes. So you got to deal with all that and then you're. Oh man, yeah, middle school is the yeah, it's worst. It's like a roller coaster it's of emotions. I know. We don't do emotions <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, as I'm like wiping my tears away. No uh, emotions. Um anyway, so uh then what ended up happening is we um sometime in there, I guess. Well, like the last 6 months or something. That we were there, um, we ended up finding a different um, fertility doctor who was like a lot more personable. Yeah, not like um, bad bedside manner. And he actually, it was just like all of it kind of was like weird because um, the only reason I found out about him is there was like some ad talking about that he would do like a free, like he was doing giveaways of like IVF and things like that. And you, you had to go to the seminar. So, um, I made Ryan go with me and we (laughs) went to this 
seminar. And I remember he's just like, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Like if I see anyone I know, I'm just gonna yeah, for real. Like hide behind you. But <laughs> melt into the ground. I know. And I'm like, I get it. It's such a like I felt the same way because I don't know, people don't really talk about that and it's kind of like embarrassing, but at the same time so personal. It's very and, personal, yeah. And almost admitting that, oh, like I'm not normal or something. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah. It's and I think for him he was kinda like, It's you. Like I'll just point <laughs> to you. It's not me. I'm I'm perfect. <laughs> no, I he was joking, but um Anyway, so we went there and this guy, the doctor, um, was talking and he was like so, like we both just felt like he was like so familiar and like family or something. I don't know. It just was like, this is our kind of person, people. And then as he's talking, we find out he's from Utah and he has a clinic his very first clinic was in pleasant grove and um which is where y'all we were used, yeah yeah we used to live in, like right in pleasant street, grove yeah. and i actually going to work every day i would pass it <laughs> nice. and i don't know why but i always thought because during that time um that was the start of like us just I don't know, nonchalantly trying. Yeah. And um, I would pass it almost every day, and I would think, I'm going to end up going in there. But I just didn't, like, we weren't trying to rush. Almost like a premonition. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we're doing that. It just, because I wasn't, I don't know, we both weren't really in, like, a huge rush. Because, like I said, this was a time where we were getting to know, um, well, not really getting to know each other, but I was getting to know the girls and building that relationship. And so there was just like a lot going on, getting to know his family, definitely. And, you know, it was just like an adjustment period. So I wasn't during PG. Um, anyway, so cut back or forward to... Um, you're in this... Vegas. Yeah, you're looking for a new, a different doctor. And Yeah, we just felt like Here's that one guy. sucks. And yeah. And she was also really expensive. Oh, she? Uh, yeah, the, the bedside manner lady, or the horrible bedside manner. That um, was a, a female. Okay. Um, she was also just like really judgy. I mean, I think when I first came in for a consult, I remember her saying um, something about, God, I can't remember exactly what she said, but something... Along the lines of, like, that I was overweight and I had acne, and so I must have PCOS. And I just thought, like, yeah, I'm probably at, like, my fattest, but, like, I wasn't actually that fat. Like, yeah. it's not like I was, like, really chunked up. Um so anyway, that's just what I mean. Where she was just Last kind thing of you need like from a doctor is judginess, <laughs> especially it's it's like a really sensitive thing. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, with that kind of stuff, and so then to just be like, okay, this is it. That's why. I mean, we'll do all the diagnostics, but like, but what's the point? That's really? what I can just tell you right now. I know. <laughs> so 
And then she starts talking about how the food is just, like, really greasy here and, like, all of this stuff. And I'm like... You're not inspiring a lot of confidence, Yeah, like, way to make me just, like, cut me down even more. I mean, geez. Um, Anyway, whatever. So there was, like, a lot to it with that personally because, obviously, I was holding on to a lot of, like, stress and emotions. Yeah with wanting things to work out in that way. And I mean, I, I'm honest about the, like, that was definitely my fattest time, but even then I wasn't really like ginormous and I don't want to like feel bad about it because she was saying this, you know, I mean like, anyway, so whatever. Um, so the seminar happens and, um, we don't get the free giveaway or whatever, which is totally fine. The fact that we found him and he's way better. We go in, we have an appointment at least. Um, and it was just like way different than with her. I mean, I'm not getting into all the details because no, there's like fine. a lot to it. And well, of course, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a, it's a chunk of life. You live yeah. there. I yeah. Understand. And I mean, I, there were, so I guess I didn't really explain that before when I was, um, she was the doctor, um, we had gone through two, um, I can't remember what they call it. Um, cycles or whatever attempts, I guess. IVF cycles. Yeah. Well, it wasn't IVF. It was IUI, which I guess if nobody knows what that is, it's... um, Google it. (laughs) We're ignorant here. It's like inner intrauterine in vitro or I can't remember exactly. They covered this when I was in medical school. So, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Dal knows all about it. Yeah. (laughs) Intrauterine insemination. Okay. Okay. So yeah, basically if we're really getting into like the nitty gritty, it's like the male would do his thing and then they would clean it or whatever they call it. Then you would go into an area separate. It's very like clinical. <laughs> clinical, yeah. Uncomfortable. Um, and uncomfortable, yes, totally. It's not normal or natural at all. Anyway, so then, you know, they would um, put that into the uterus. And then um, there were a lot of other things with it, like taking, um, like there were shots and. Um, pills and like different stuff like that that you had to take prior interesting um it's a whole big process big project i mean it depends on like what's wrong with you yeah sounds mine happened to be that i don't um um oh ovulate yeah so i had to do these different stuff to like make that happen um and then it had to be like really pinpointed of like the certain time anyway whatever so mayo clinic says Depending on the reasons for infertility, IUI can be coordinated with your normal cycle or with fertility medication. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because, yeah. But I had to kind of do, like, both, I guess, because it was, like, coordinated. But then at the same time, like, they had to make it happen because I wouldn't do it normally. Anyway, 
so um so yeah we ended up doing um like two cycles of that um over you know the span of like i working with her like two years you know the diagnostics and then that um both actually worked um but i wasn't able to keep either one um and then so then we found the new doctor blah 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 he ended up just only having us do like a couple of things and not even having to be really clinical um and then that was it then there was ashley <laughs> so it was just kind of i don't know it was just kind of weird how it like fell into place but um Hmm. Well, I mean, during this time, I was, I didn't, I mean, nobody knew. Like, yeah. Kaya, my best friend, that's it. Yeah. Well, Ryan, of course, but like, that's it. Like, you know, my parent, you guys, nobody knew. And I didn't want them to because it just was like sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, then everybody wants to get in your business and. You know, make sure advice. you're okay with good intentions, yeah, just, obviously. Yeah, of course, sure. but it's just like a lot, you know, I just like, bleh. Yep. Yep. Um, I think everybody's the same way when you're making big, uh, big, big life, life decisions. decisions. Yeah. You're making, you're trying to figure things out. Like, I don't know. Us introverts yeah, that's true. tend to just, it's like, I'm not accepting input right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, you know that you want to figure it out yourself, but on top of that, it's like I knew it wasn't going to be like a quick fix. Yeah. So I didn't want people just like daily or weekly or even monthly, like just. So how's, how's it going? It? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just I don't, I didn't want that because I don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. And I, it was a long time, so I don't. Yeah. And it's already enough of a roller coaster. I don't need to like rehash it every time anybody calls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I didn't want anybody to to act different. Oh, right. sure. If they had, like, well, uh, I'm hesitant about telling this story um, because it's about you, Michael. Oh, 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 but it really has nothing to do with you. Oh, but it has everything to do with you. But you're not even well, featured in it. Yeah, but exactly. it is about you. But it, yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Very complex. I can take it. Um, well, so, um, during that time, we're still in Vegas. Yeah. Sorry. During the Vegas time period, um, Michael and Tiffany had gotten married, uh, yeah. and then, yes, yes. Good times. And then Tiffany was pregnant with Lydia. Liddy's. And yes. And, um, I remember there were some polo videos, you know, like you guys had made or whatever. I am really bad at keeping up at all of that. I think it's all good. <laughs> currently, I think there's 42 that I haven't seen. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. I was way off 78. Sometimes I stick them on like three times speed just to make sure. I, yeah. You just go through them. Cover some yeah, content. I know, but I like, I I'll go through like the good them. ones and I'll save them. Because yeah, it's like, oh, that that's too. good, good uh, footage yeah, there. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, well, I think the whole family knows that I'm not, yeah, great at watching it's it. All good. Yeah, no worries. But seventy eight's pretty. We're just bad. judging you harshly. That's you know, all. No I big figured. deal. <laughs> no one's. 
<laughs> the couch is the open area, but nothing else is. Nothing. <laughs> Judgment after that. Judgment's upon you. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, there were some polos I needed to watch. So, you know, I watched them. And um, you guys were announcing that you um, had Lydia on the way. Um, and yes. um, I remember you guys kind of, you know, of course, it's like, you're just, see, this is why I hesitate to talk about this, because it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has everything to do with, like, what was going on with me currently. Yeah. And, um, sorry, hold on. So, I remember you guys talking, um, just, you know, like openly about how, um, you went to the doctor for the first time and it was like, you know, of course everything is just fine. And, um, just how it's like, oh, what if it, you know, it was all in my head and there was, um, you know, that she wasn't actually pregnant and it was, um, just, you know, we went in and there was nothing there basically, but um, you weren't saying it in a malicious way, obviously. Um, it's just that that had happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember that was just really hard to hear. Where it was like, yeah, of course, everything's fine. How could it not be? And uh, one of the times um, during the two that I had lost, um, one of them I had gone in and everything was fine. And then they wanted me to go in the next week. And um, there was just no heartbeat. It was was done. And I remember we were planning on coming up to Utah that next weekend. And we were going to tell everybody it was um, it was a really exciting time. And it just didn't work out that way. And, um, and then I, that's when, you know, I had seen your guys' videos and it was it was just devastating for me and um like i said it was so much about me because a huge part of me was just jealous you know i just was like a lot of people don't have to they don't have to do anything you know it just it just works out just fine like it should and that's just fine like that's that is amazing for you and i um i can think about that now where it's like of course <laughs> like you guys were just sharing great news and i um i want you to keep doing that that's not something that i'm like hold back because of other people i mean like I hadn't shared anything with anyone. So nobody knew anything. So like, you know, I couldn't, 
Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I couldn't be mad, but at the same time, like it just hurts. Why would you I were, be mad? And it's okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Everybody react. Everybody reacts differently to pain like that. Well, I think it was just. It just was because it was like probably a couple weeks prior. I mean, it just was like it had just happened to me. Yeah. So and so. so yeah, and so it just was like I, I don't know. I I couldn't handle it. It was just like way, way um, too much. But um, emotions were raw. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. So yeah, like I said, I guess I like I don't want you to feel like um. I had like ill will because I really didn't. It was. Just, it could have been anybody, you know. It could have been like my friend or somebody did, yeah. or not did, had that same exciting thing happen, and they wanted to share, of course. And um, you know, I I was not in that same place. Mm. Um. Anyway, so so the interesting thing is that, um. I guess cut forward to then I had Ashley and, um, you know, of course it's like very exciting, but I, um, because I had been through like all of that stuff, it's like, I couldn't like, of course this is all I wanted, but now it's happening and I'm like, I don't believe it. Like it doesn't actually make sense. I'm waiting for, um, for it to not work out. Yeah. Because like it just hasn't. So I don't know. It's you like unknown. Yourself, right? Yeah. So I just I really did not like get attached at all during the pregnancy because I'm like, it's just gonna be taken away. Like I didn't actually say that, but in the back of my mind, it's like subconsciously I'm thinking That's exactly what's gonna happen. It's not gonna work out. Yeah. Something will happen where the other shoe's gonna drop. Yeah. So then, um, then when she was there, which I think you guys both know, like it was kind of like sudden because she was early, but not like unhealthy early, but, um, yeah, it was still really sudden because I wasn't like, well, <laughs> I don't think I ever was going to be ready because I just wasn't like accepting it, I guess. But, um, anyway, I, and that ended up being like a whole other thing where um I was so um detached from her. I mean I was uh I had already accepted that Andy and Lauren were my kids and that was it. So I just was like, this is my um I don't know, like this, these are my kids and that's, that's all that I'm going to have. So yes, I missed, um, them as babies and toddlers, but that's, um, that's okay because look at all of the things that I haven't be able, been able to enjoy with them. Um, so then when Ashley's there, you know, like out and about, um, I just really, 
I just had a really hard time like attaching myself to her. I mean, I just felt like, I don't know you. Like I know the girls and I love them and I don't like, I don't even like you, you know? (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but like that's, that's how I felt. And it was so interesting because everyone would ask me, you know, like, how does it feel having, you know, like, don't you just love them so much more? Because like, now it's like your blood and I'm like, I feel the opposite. <laughs> like, I I just didn't get what they were getting at because I'm like, no, <laughs> like Andy and Lauren are my kids. And this is just like some stranger that I brought home. Um, it from the house, but I know. You've heard it here first, gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> the stork literally brought you. Yeah, in. they no. sent me home with her, and they're like, "Okay, bye. Here's a stranger." <laughs> um, that is, though, that yeah, is how it is. It is it's this stranger. It is. That's how I felt with all of my kids. <laughs> I know it. I'm sure a part of that, like everybody's gone through, but. I guess for me, it was just like really extreme because I just never thought that that was going to happen. So my mindset was so like, these are my kids. And then what's this infant that needs everything from me doing here? I mean, like, yes, this is what I wanted. But there are so many times when I'm like, I regret wanting this. And like, look at all of this stuff that I went through just to have this when it's like, not great. Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard. Yeah, so... um You spend all this time putting up, like, emotional defenses because it's like, well, I can't get you attached to this because it hurts too much. And I've already yeah. had two false starts, so to speak. Yeah, and it's just going to go away at some point. And then, so actually, this is really happening. And so, there was never a moment in that process of, like, this is really happening. And then getting emotionally used to the idea of, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, she is going to be born. Yeah. Oh, my word. Let me try that hat on. Let me think about this for a while. And so you're not able to process that or... or yeah. I just never went there in yeah, my mind. That right. was way too... Um, difficult. Like, attached and difficult. Yeah. So I just... I didn't... I didn't think that way. It was like, let's just take every day, you know, how it is. Um. Anyway, so... So I, I ended up, um, I ended up going to this like clinic kind of thing where they did like outpatient, um, therapy with like postpartum kind of moms and things. And, um, it took like a lot to make me like fine with that because, well, you know, all of the same stuff I'm private and blah, blah, blah. Um, but um that first couple of weeks was just i don't know just like different for me i guess i mean really difficult yeah like i think everybody has like a difficult time so i i well not everybody but most people i think probably with their first it's always like a big adjustment in general mm. um because it, you know if it's like your first, you know, you're used to just like the two of you. And then all of a sudden now it's like 24, seven, 24, seven, everything's different. Like just the sleep is like all over. I mean, there's just like a lot to all the stuff you little. skipped with Andy and Lauren. Right. Right. So, um, 
anyway, after that, it still, it still was like, it's, I'm not like snapping out of it, you know? Um, anyway, so I went to this outpatient thing, it ended up being, um, three months. Uh, I would go, um, I think it was three times a week. Um, three hours each day. So yeah, it, it was, and then there was an individual session. So it was a, a 10 hours a week, um, thing. So it was like over a hundred hours of therapy Yeah, is what I ended up doing. Kind of intense therapy. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be, um, like constantly, but it was outpatient. So you could still like go home and sleep. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a, um, you were there sleeping but um anyway it it was really really life-changing though for me because i i finally was able to like connect with her and realize you know that it's okay to like do that and i don't know now it's like i can't you know imagine what Like, it's hard to think back and be like, that's how I was because now, you know, I just obviously like love her. Um, and I, I don't know. I can't really remember, but I, I was like, I, you know, I, I wanted to kill her is the thing. Um, uh, they call it like intrusive thoughts and things like that. But I mean, I, I thought of all kinds of ways to like kill her because I'm like, I don't like, you're the worst thing that's happened to me, but I don't understand. I mean, there was so much to it of like, why was that happening? But after going through therapy, it was like, okay, no, that is like normal ish. Um, that's what I hear too. Yeah. Like normal for some people, but, um, yeah, I, Probably doesn't feel normal, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does not sound normal. Um, but like being there, there was group sessions and things like that, and um, a lot of people were like way worse than me. So that <laughs> felt <laughs> that was pretty amazing because yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm I am doing great. <laughs> um, Here's a benchmark. I know. Good, man. I'm sitting pretty. Yeah, because some people, like, they couldn't um, be in the room if their kid was crying. Um, They weren't sleeping for, like, weeks, like, at all. Um, They had to have someone taking care of the kid, like, 24-7. I mean, just like a lot of things, you know, I'm not going to like, you know, that's all like their stories to tell. But basically it was like, it wasn't the same as me and it felt like, okay, they're like worse. Like some other people have it worse off. But I mean, it's, it's, it's it's therapy, but then there's also the group aspect of it. Right. So it's strengthening. It's like, yeah, I'm not alone in this whole thing. It's like. Because you're combating the thoughts and emotions of the situation, and then you feel bad because you you recognize that the thoughts and emotions are bad, and then you get feeling isolated, like I'm the only one in the entire yeah. world yeah. who's thought like this. Yep. So you kind of have to you have to open up to then recognize, oh, not only am I not the only one, 
it's actually quite a common thing. And I'm not even close to being the worst at this. Right. And I mean, like, it's hard to explain unless like you know sort of what it's like as far as um, just with like a newborn where you're up at like such strange hours of the night that you're like, kind of feels dreamlike, like you're not actually awake. Yeah. You're just doing this like thing. All of a sudden it's like, it's like, everything's a blur. What day is it? Yeah. And why is it dark when it's just, I don't know. It's just like a strange time. And I had like so much anxiety. Um, I mean, like, it was, like, so bad. I don't know how to really explain it. Um, and um, when Ryan's grandma had passed away, um, she passed away um, six months before Ashley was born um, to the day and to the time. And, you know, we all kind of like talked about that she, um, <clears throat> she had met Ashley first and, um, things like that. And during those like weird times of the night when I just was like, I don't know. It feels like so strange to say now, but I'm just like so isolated, so lonely. And also just, you never think it's going to end. It's like, this is my life now. And, um, there's this song that she loved. Um, it was like a certain version of the song, I guess. Um, but it's, so it's somewhere over the rainbow, but it was by, um, that Hawaiian guy is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I so it was that version. Yeah. So it was that version and she just loved it. Um, she always had it. Um, anyway, it would always like pop into my head and I could just like feel her there with me. Um, you know, like, I don't know. It's like so hard to explain, but, um, I could just, like, she just was helping me and we weren't close. So I, I actually have not told very many people this because, um, especially, um, like with Ryan's family, it feels like like almost I feel like it's like offensive because I wasn't close to her. Um, I, I spent a lot of time with her as much as I could beating her. And then the time before she died, I guess I'm not sure how to explain it, but, um, she, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think I've already said that, but um, she just was, I don't know. I, I just knew it was her. And um, 
it was like an interesting time because Ryan had said during that time that he kept having this song like in his head and he didn't know what it was because he just could like the tune kept coming into his head and um anyway one day this was like all just in the first couple of weeks you know that she was born um anyway and so then he was like i finally figured it out like it's this song that she loves and like i don't know it just um we just feel like Ashley and her are like connected. Um, and anyway, so she, uh, she helped me a lot, a lot. And I don't really even like know how, because it's not like, I don't know. It it's, wasn't necessarily in a, some tangible way. Yeah. Like at all. And, um, I don't know. There there was also, like, I would have these times when I could smell, like, something, like, sweet. It was, like, flowers, but I, I, to this day, I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't pinpoint what the smell was, but it was, like, very, like, fresh flowers kind of thing. And I don't know what kind of flower, but I would smell that, and then it was just, like, I don't know. I just, it's like, I knew that that was her and she was, um, like helping me. She just was like, just, I guess is like support of like, you're not going to kill her. It's going to be fine. Um, and I think, you know, also it's like, there's a lot of stuff where you don't really know what to do when they're just crying and like, there's, like it brings like more anxiety and stress for yourself because it's just like crying and crying. Um, and I don't know, I guess in that way, it's like typical having babies. Like they're just, um, annoying. (laughs) Superbly. Yeah. (laughs) And at every inconvenient uh, inopportune yeah moment pretty much um anyway so that it was like i don't know it just it Some was an interesting time of life out there yeah well what do you feel and, like you well sorry oh no, no no that's that's pretty much it i mean i just i don't Looking back, I'm like, it's hard to even remember my mindset because it was totally different than I feel now. Yeah. Almost like it didn't happen because it was, it's so, it seems so long ago and, and see now it seems so foreign. Yeah. Like that wasn't me because I don't actually think that way. Right. But there's like so many factors with that and like hormones and. There really are. An enemy hath done this. And now it's like I, it's so cool to see Ashley interacting with like her sisters because she is like completely obsessed. I mean, like she just follows them. 
like <laughs> around the house. Like they go into the bathroom and she's like, where are they going? I must follow. Like, you know, we're all just hanging out in the living room. And then one's like decides to go rush her hair or something. And she's like, I must be in there. Where is she going? She might leave. And, or they'll like eat a snack and she's like, okay, I need to, so you're doing it like this. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like she just follows every little move. And when, and it's just, it's wild to me because they, um, unfortunately, you know, um, we don't get to have as much time, um, which is a whole other story of, um, you know, why we had to, or felt like we needed to move up to Utah or back, I guess. Um, anyway, so now we don't get as much time, um, multiple reasons, but it's like she said she was tiny. Um, she just would like light up when she would see him and, mm they'd be gone for whatever amount of time and she'd see other people and be like, you're a stranger. I mean, for example, you <laughs> Dal, because she would only see you here and there and be like, uh, you know, she would need to warm up to you. Um, which is totally normal. Sure. You know, she would do that with the parents too. I mean, she would do that with like a lot of people because she would just see them every other week or yeah, once sporadically, a month. Or, sure. Yeah. And so that's like a long time for like a tiny thing. Um, and it was the same with the girls, but she would remember, like she would see them and just get so excited. And so like, I don't know. Just, she like knew them. She remembered them better. <clears throat> and we would see them on FaceTime and we'd show their faces to them and she was just like oh, i shouldn't say was she is just like so excited like i know them and yeah when they're here it's like she doesn't like who cares about mom and dad like hello <laughs> <laughs> these are the cool people anyway how old is how old is gnomes now she's Not that old well, she acts like she's like 15, but um <laughs> what a sass. I know. She really is. She like has so much But sass. she's I mean, she was kind of our our little pandemic spree, pandemic baby spree that we had in the family. I mean, it was it was Liddy's first and then Gnomes and then Ruth. Yeah. So she's just what is it? Like 6 months younger than Liddy's? 3 months Five, younger than 5 months somewhere there. 5 for Lydia. And then four later is um, Ruth, if that okay. makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like essentially a year yeah. span, not right. an actual year, because I think one's in 2020. Well, one technically, in yeah, 2020. technically, Ruth was born in, she was born in 21. Yeah. But I mean, they but all were born the within months, a year yeah. chronologically, right? I mean, yeah, because it's like five. Or Lydia, then five months later, Ashley, then four months later, right. Ruth. Right. So, yeah, it's it's um, within like a year. But she's one in a Yeah, she's coming up on two. She is. Yeah. Closer to two than um, one. Yeah, because Lydia's just hit two. She, she did. Just did hit two, yeah. yeah. Big girl now. Yeah. They, yeah, it's it's such a short amount of time. 
Like as an adult, two years is nothing. Yeah. But then know, at the right? same time, there's so much activity going on with them. Just, just like their appearance, their growth, their brain, like everything about them is just like, just accelerated. So it's such a short amount of time, but so much is happening in that right. short amount of time. So That's it seems so like it's a longer period than it actually maybe is. It does. I mean, when we first, um, I don't know, it was like October, Ashley was just a couple weeks old and we took that picture with Lydia and her and it's like this huge difference because Lydia's like... Oh, the one I threw up in Slack? I shouldn't say threw up in Slack. I can't remember I, I, if I, that I was it. In Slack. pictures now. Yeah, I'm vomiting pictures. Um, Is that the one you're talking about? That, like recently you put it up? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, never mind. Because she was Sorry. older, like when they were both on my lap. Yeah, that's the one I was. Talking. She was she was older then. I mean, like when Ashley was like a newborn, it was like oh, October twenty twenty. Oh, oh. oh yeah, I do remember that. Okay, yeah. Anyway, whatever. That's only five months, but Lydia was like. Yeah, there was so, such a big surprising difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, it is. But then, newborn. if it's like, like for example, you and I, you and I, both of you, there's years of like difference. Oh yeah, but. Because now we're adults, like it doesn't feel like that. It matters way less. Yeah. yeah. And so like obviously when Ruth and Lydia and Ashley are all gonna be, gonna be older, it's like yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. It A couple nothing. months apart. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It's yeah, it's beyond negligible. Yeah. yeah. You'll be like roughly in the same school year or maybe like a year behind or ahead, but like Yeah. That's no big deal. Yeah. There yeah, exactly. I mean it, it's you'll never have known a time when they weren't in your, in their, in each other's lives, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Memory wise. I mean, that's the same with our cousins. Yeah, it is. Right. I mean, I, I, I remember I don't know my earliest memories my were, are. they're all just kind of like, they've always been here. Yeah. Well, my earliest memories were in Hillsborough and we would do, uh, you know, aunt Karen, uncle John would, visit you know in the blue van and uh you know every once in a while mom and dad would let us not you you youngins necessarily but i would we'd they'd take us to redmond because the smiths had moved to redmond before us that's right yeah they were in corvallis i think before then but anyway so they were I in redmond know. and then so we'd go visit for a little bit and it seemed like it was so far away we had to go through the mountains and the cascades and <laughs> it's only like four hours four hours anyway yeah yeah, I'm very excited for all this young generation here because they're all so close. Like Jacob's five, and then the youngest is oh, is he six I don't now? Know. All I remember, well, I thought he had just I'm turned sorry, six Jacob. because I was thinking that's when I met Lauren was at six, oh. which is like so young because Jacob is like so young. Yeah, but I mean that's but, still a small spread. I mean, if Jacob's yeah. six and Ruth, she's the youngest. Um, how old yeah. is Ruth now? She's coming up on a year. No, she already hit a year in February. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so just just a year May. and change. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that's a year really a that's a tight spread for all of the cousins there. Yeah, that's true. Well, what are your? I don't know if this is a good question, but like, what are what are your conclusions from these very intense, very personal experiences? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I learned nothing. I learned nothing. Uh, I 
Hell, I, it's hard because it's like I'm still going through it, like with the girls. Like it's never, um, it's not like it's ever going to like end. Yeah, like, it's there's not no, concluded. Yeah, and I, I it's never going to be because right. I, it's just a different sort of chapter. Yeah. Now that they're teenagers, and it's just like a different set of worrying, you know, like, and a different. Kind of a different relationship, but not really, because um, they know me, and I know them, and it's, like, still pretty similar. Um, but... Has the gnomes changed that dynamic overly, or just simply added to it? I mean, how does... I think... I think added to it in a way... Um... I remember Andy telling me that she feels like this pressure of like she needs to protect like her two sisters that are under her of like that's like expected. And I was so, I mean, my biggest fear when we moved back to Utah, which I, I guess I already told you that was kind of a different story, but um, I was so concerned that they would feel like we're just leaving them and moving somewhere and starting a new family and like all of this stuff oh yeah because it's like how it looks you know me imagining in their minds that it's like now we're gonna have this new baby and we're moving somewhere else we're not gonna be close and i just that was like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like yeah. I never wanted them to feel like abandoned or abandoned or wanted. yeah, we're starting something else. Like this is like, this is like all of our baby, you know, like this is yeah. not, this is like your sister. This is not, um, something separate, but, um, you know, and I don't know, how they like truly feel because I don't think they would tell me like anything negative. Cause I think they do worry about like people's feelings and things, but I just would hope that they don't feel that way because that's like my biggest worry when we moved here or moved back. Um, but I don't know. I guess I've done my best to try and not have it be that way because I don't feel that way. Um, and for that huge portion, I felt the opposite. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, seems like you love your girls. Yeah. I, Really do. <laughs> but <sighs> there was something I was going to say with Ashley, but I can't remember now. Obviously, the road to here, where you are now, I mean, looking back on it, you know, and you were, if you were to, you know, get to choose 
probably wouldn't have been your first choice of road to go down to arrive at this place. Yeah. But obviously you, you did go down that. Has that, have, have you seen value in it despite its? Um, yes, actually. Um, it took me like a while before I really was like, this is the best thing. Um, but you know, I don't, I wouldn't like wish anybody to like have issues with like fertility stuff and like, you know, postpartum. And- yeah. Yeah. And like, not, you know, like I wouldn't want anybody to like deal with that, but, um, when I look back, if we had like had a baby initially when we got together kind of thing, or like a year after or whatever, basically like when we lived in Utah kind of thing, that would have taken so much attention away from the girls and like my relationship with them, because I would have been so focused on um, like the new baby and things like that, that I wouldn't have been able to have time to build that relationship that I have with them now. Mm, yeah. And so, you know, like what I was saying when I was in Vegas, um, that ended up being like such a cool time for me. Well, bad and good. Um, where it was like, I was directly there. If they needed something, they could call and I would be there. Um, I wouldn't have had that, I don't think, because it would have been such a different story having, like, even not a newborn, but, like, a one-year-old. I mean, any of the age of infant-toddler, they're, you know, kind of, like, attention seeker. Well, they, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's full-time. I mean, a newborn, they, it's a lot of attention, a ton of attention. I mean, Jana's only just now kind of getting into the stage where she's playing full-time zone defense as opposed to -to man-to-man defense yeah really right i mean they they do they take a lot of well i mean with my kids all my kids they're really quite demanding can't really (laughs) speak to everybody else you see it you observe son you're not my son well i mean it's it's difficult because it's i mean there's the two of you and you rely on each other but it's it's still difficult for even the two of you I mean, working together and trying to go through it, and it's a lot of, that's a lot, it's a lot. So, yeah, it definitely would have, I mean, it's so easy to look and see the road looking backward at it as opposed to in the middle of it, and you didn't know, and it's like, and and you already described I don't really want to have kids at that time, and maybe that was a good thing at that time because it's like now I can really focus on what I really wanted which is to have this relationship with the girls yeah, and have yeah. that be able to develop and need that time and that, that those experiences to develop that relationship. Cause now it's just so great as compared to like what it could have been. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me cause I, like I said, I'm like still in it. So I, Um, I have like a lot of mixed feelings about like just how it is currently because there's just a lot of, um, just, 
I don't know. Um, it's so hard to explain because you kind of like need to, like, unless you like have been there and I hate to say this because it just feels so like the elites, if you've been there, then you know, but, um, it really is just like, you don't really know how all the details, like, there's just, it's really complex. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people don't want to deal with having, like, you know, getting into a relationship where somebody already has, like, kids or, um, you know, dealing with, like, an ex or something like that. Because there's a lot to it. Um, and you really have to, um, be, like, confident in who you are and what you're doing and ignore like a lot of comments or like backlash kind of thing because um if you let it like get to you it's gonna like eat you alive um Because it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, you have to. There's so many things that you have to accept. Of like, I am not their mom, and that's okay. Like, I have a different role, and that's my place, and that is perfect. And not expect more than that, because you'll be disappointed. Um, but demand things like, you know, you don't want to be just, well, like I said before, don't, I didn't want to be walked over because I'm not going to discipline them like harshly, but at the same time, like they can't just treat you like you're nothing because you are something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a fine line, I guess you kind of have to like walk. And everybody does it differently. You know, I've talked to a lot of people um, that have mixed families or like um, exes they have to deal with or baby mama, you know, whatever people or the opposite, you know, um, baby daddies, like, you know, whatever. Um, so you kind of have to like decide for yourself, like where you want to stand um, and like what's important and Ryan and I, I mean, there's like a lot of things that we have, um, just, we've had to talk through because one of us is kind of like, this is unfair and we need to like address it or make it different. And then, um, we have to talk about it and it's like, what's the right thing for them? like aside from our own issues with how like this is fair this is not fair um it's not about your relationship with um the adults it's like in their eyes what's going to be better and more beneficial for their future cuz we're making little tiny adults like they have their whole lives ahead and these are very formative years as like kids and teens, you know, I mean, I think all of it. Yeah. 
Big time. Um, yeah, because that really like forms you as a person looking back at your childhood or teen years. No pressure. Boy, no, take the, take saying. this down. A note in the log. Stepmomming oh, is crazy difficult. No. Noted. I, no, I'm not trying to be like, I'm a saint. This no, is how no. you oh, do that, it. Yeah, that's the exact conclusion it's I was not, coming oh, to. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> that's not how you're coming across yeah. at all. It just it sounds so... <clears throat> like you, Everything you're saying is like spot on, like complex. It's a fine line that you have to walk. It's surprisingly simple to say... What you're saying, it's simple, but it represents so much work and so much complexity, so much intricacy, uh, diligence, keeping it together. It's the way you have to do. And it's this Herculean balancing act that you're doing. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of ego and pride that you kind of have to just let it go Yeah, because it's like, you know, that's not important. What's important. And just a 100% focus on those critical things that are. That's basically how it is. I mean, I, I, well, I could go into all these different detail stories and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But like, it really doesn't matter because, um, like the overall is still that it's like, I have to think it through. And I, like I said, that's why Ryan and I will kind of talk about it. And it's like, okay, what is more important though? Like, yeah, we're angry in the moment or we're sad in the moment because, you know, they don't, we don't have enough time with them is kind of like how we feel currently. Um, but it's like, yeah, but they want to do these things and that's important to them. I mean, I think a big thing is when Andy got a job, it was like, okay, this is important to her and that's okay. And if she wants to do that, she should be able to do that. And we're not going to, you know, demand time when she wants to work. Um, But it's hard because it's like, as an adult perspective, you think um, you can work your whole life. Right. Like it doesn't, this isn't a time when you really need to work and she knows she knows that um she doesn't need the money but it feels good to her to have the confidence of like i'm making my own money and i'm gaining confidence by helping customers and by just learning these skills and so it's like again the fine line i guess where you're like if it's important to her then then we need to respect that and it sucks because we don't get as much time and we know that childhood is like precious. Um, but how could we be the ones to say like, you can't do this? Um, it's not, that's not, it's just not right. So, but it's hard <laughs> to like accept that. Cause, um, since she's been working, you know, we don't get, um, when they're out of school, which is, that's already something we've always had to work around as school. Um, we don't get like a nice summer where it's like a bunch of time. So, so yeah, I mean, it freaking sucks, but, um, but that's okay. 
And I remember, um, I just thought of something else when I was in Vegas. Um, and they had just moved in with, um, their mom's, um, about to be husband, uh, fiance. <laughs> um, and I remember they were, they had a lot of time there, um, because that's normal, you know, um, we only had them every other weekend and then weekdays and things, but not, um, as much time as they do with their mom, which is, it was set up a long time ago and that's, that's how it is. Um, but I remember he didn't have a job, I think for the first little while. So he had a lot of time with them. Um, just like after school or in the summer. And I was so mad. Um, I was so mad that, that he had so much time, so much, um, like individual time to, to build relationships or for me just continuing on. And doing things with them together, individual, even just taking them to lunch or like playing with a toy with them. Like, like he's stealing your moments. Yeah. I just felt like, how can you waste that? And that's just my perspective because I, I wasn't there. I don't know. This is all hearsay that, um, from what they would say, you know, it's like they wouldn't really hang out with him. And I'm like, I was just mad because I'm like, that's such a waste of time. Don't you care? Like, don't you want to get to know these two people that are going to be in your lives for, I assume you're thinking for a long time because you're marrying their mom. But like I said before, it's, um, everyone is different. Everyone takes like being a step parent or like they take those roles differently and that's fine. I mean, like it's out of my control and that's fine. Kins, when did you get so mature? Oh my gosh, what please. The, what the heck? It's like, you're not my little sister. You're like... Do you guys mention old souls? My goodness. I know. I'm like basically deathbed. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're like a grandma. I uh, have gained all knowledge and I'm done. I think <laughs> we could exit at this point. I'm glad uh, we got no, this interview before we so, the bucket here. You have such a <laughs> no. great perspective. Uh, I really admire it. Well, that is freaking sweet. That's cute. You're cute, son. So cute. Um, well, that's nice. I mean, honestly, that I, you know, that's nice. It doesn't exactly feel that way. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. I, know. Just, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but you know, I can guess. Yeah, I mean, if you know, I if, again, I'm not saying. You have to, like, be there in order to get it. I'm sure there's a lot of things that are, like, relatable as far as, um, in general, having your times where you're 
getting to know your own kids. Like it's a whole thing. It's not mm. like, well, like we, we talked about, it's not like they just come out and you're like, I love you and I know you and things are great. Like you have to like, no, that's, get to that's know Instagram, them. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if you put a lot of stock in the energies system, it seems like that's not a very, you're not, that's not a four type four or maybe even in a different energy types. I don't know, but it's just not a very, you're not just going to instantly feel Connect. something for s- somebody else. Yeah. I was, I was recently talking about this with like, I can't remember, but who there was a moment, I think when I was a teenager somewhere, or maybe slightly after that, I was still pretty young like maybe in my early twenties or something like that. And I, I, or maybe I can't remember the extra, it was somewhere between early twenties and teenage years. It was a conversation with dad and it was like, it finally dawned on me that there was a chunk of my childhood where, you know, my parents loved me. Sure. But it, that I, it finally clicked or maybe dad actually, actually explicitly said he, he, he didn't like me. Like as a person, like, I don't, I don't, you know, like, like we, like we wouldn't hang out in high school, you know, if we were, you know what I mean? Like personality wise, like, yeah, we would not get along. And, and at that time, I mean, I've thought about it since and I'm like, yeah, okay, that totally makes sense. But at the time it was quite, quite, uh, I don't know, earth shattering or very shaking to me yeah. it was like oh my word i hadn't even thought of that idea yeah, what a weird concept and like now at the time that the time it was like oh my word what and but now it's it, it makes a lot of sense and i because i i you know i'm i'm a good spread ahead of everybody as far as that goes i mean i'm almost foreign change almost five years before all y'all and i yeah. i hit all the major events before everybody and i went I like I finished all the major events before everybody hit them, all you youngins, youngers, and so looking back on it now, though, I was like, I there was so much dispute between me and the parents, like energy wise, personality wise, like I just no, there we just did not jive at all, and I and I realized that's a that's a very real thing like i we would not have hung out in high school like there's a lot of personality traits and trying to piece that together as far as like what dad was like as a teenager or something yeah i I, not at all would have gotten along with him at all Mm -hmm. similarly with mom like i personality wise especially i mean obviously as we've gotten older we mellow quite a bit but that's an interesting thing it's like well i love you but i don't necessarily like you and that's a that's an interesting dynamic how that shifts your perspective about your children. Cause it's like, well, yeah, of course I love them. I think, or whatever, but do I like you? And like, cause you're, you know, you're, it, it's not easy to get up and, Oh my gosh, I got to change their diapers for the 27th billionth time. And you are just fussy and I can't, you know, I mean, everybody knows. Yeah. It's not like I'm, well, it's not like they thank you every day. They're just kind of like, okay, that's nice. More. Actually, they like, kind of protest the yeah. whole time. <clears throat> yeah, it's like you do something nice and it's just Okay, it's the next most thing. Unappreciated job. Yeah, which sucks because like normally 
in any kind of other friendship, relationship, whatever, there's at least some kind of like, that was nice. Here's this for you. Or I don't know, some kind of like reciprocity. Yeah. And no, they just take and take. Yeah. Relationships are not transactional. Yeah. Um, There's a quote by Clark Swain. It says, I'm going to mess it up. So this isn't a verbatim quote, but he basically says like, you put the love into them while they're young. And when they're old, it comes out of them. It's like uh, babies need love like whole grain cereal. It's it's nutritious to them just like whole grain cereal. But they, they don't necessarily, you know, they don't understand any of these things. It's just all happening to them. And they're just experiencing their emotions and experiencing the world around them. And it's all kind of happening in real time for them. And, you know, they don't even really have a concept of memory until like... A lot of life is happening to them rather than right. than them doing life. Right. It's it's not a very intentional until you start getting older, maybe five. I don't know. I'm just guessing now. But I know that Lydia, you know, she has memory, but it's like... But I look back at my, my earliest memories, it's like... I think if you count some of the videotapes that we have, then I could say two. But if we don't count those, then I'm going to say like three or four years old. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that's probably true. You don't like become, well, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. I keep saying that, but um, when you become aware of yourself of like, you're actually like, intruding on someone else's space i mean like you like (laughs) realize oh like it's not about me innocently like you just don't know yeah Hmm. what a realization anyway i mean i truly don't we photoshop that i don't know i know i hear you i appreciate you doing it i really do because it's not about us and it's not about um, promoting yourself on the internet or something like that. This is not yeah. what this is about for me. This is about a family record that can actually have the ability to affect generations that are born later that you might not have even met yet. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. It's true. It's happened in my own life. I've been affected by hearing stories of people before me existing and living life and it's like whoa their experience was like i've that happened like 50 years ago but it sounds like it could have happened yesterday with how with how true that seems you know and Mm -hmm. and i hear the story and it resonates with me and it changes me and it helps me to have more hope in my own life to move forward through difficult or challenging things and like it's just really good and positive in my opinion and it's all kind of messy yeah but it's all it comes out being positive in the end for me yeah i mean i've heard well they weren't like my own family but just like different things where they've talked about on documentaries and whatever yeah and you're like wow that um that's what happens today just a little bit different but like pretty much the same it's like helpful information yeah that's true. 
Well, I. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate it. I I thought about, well, you already know, I thought about it a little bit where I was like, what do I want to talk about? And then I was thinking, I don't think anybody in our family really has like my situation. I mean, I don't think anybody has like stepkids, do they? They, Um, Well, except Uncle Uncle Dave did. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. And see... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I I was thinking there was, um, on mom's side, like a couple cousins or something. Uncle, yeah, Kev's kind of done the stepkid thing for... Yeah, Kevin, and, um, no, okay, I think that's all I can think of, but what were you going to say? Oh, just wouldn't it be cool if you could hear Uncle Dave talk for 15 minutes about being a stepdad? I have heard him talk about that. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What did he say? Um, well, I mean, it's a lot of similarity to what you've described. He's, he's had some really difficult experiences and, and a lot of it is, is enduring, you know? And, and I mean, you're dealing with teenagers that are not your own and and for him, he just kind of determined like, I'm going to be this direction in their lives. And so I'm just going to be here. And, and, you know, they fight against it as they progress through their formative years, you know, teenage years, young, early, and then they get older and they just start appreciating this foundation that was present in their lives. And, and obviously you don't get to see that necessarily, but you got to endure through it. Um, I think the one that comes to mind is uncle Dave was describing, um, a situation where I think a, a teenage, uh, teenage Wendy, she was mad at him for something. You know, because, you know, you're not my dad and blah, blah, blah. And and she was like pounding on his chest, just like trying to hit him. And it's, I mean, it's not, he's not, she's not hurting him necessarily. I mean, Dave's pretty hard to hurt Uncle Dave. (laughs) Uncle Dave's a big guy. Um, But he just remembers just standing there and he, you see, just taking it and going, you know what? I'm, I'm here. I love you. Not going anywhere. Hmm. And in, my recollection, I could be misremembering, but it was, it, there was kind of a, I hate to say it this way, but it, like kind of a payoff moment, so to speak, where like she f- came around to a point where it was like, I, I want you to be my dad. And then there was, you know, talk of adoption and which is a very different thing than being a child in adoption because she was already an adult. Adult adoptions are a lot, are, are very interesting because they, they, um, it's a choice at that point. Now, obviously your situation is going to be different, of course, because adoptions usually that's, you know, severing of parental rights if they're, you know, like it's in other legal issues, but right. But I mean, Uncle Dave for Uncle Dave, it was quite the experience to have that happen. And hmm. anyway, well, and that's a totally different thing that I've never experienced where if they didn't have a dad present or so their like, mom or something, or mo- or, yeah, yeah sure. right. Like I am in a situation where their mom is present, right? And I'm yeah. not trying to take her place. Like it's yeah. it's different when it's like that. Yeah. It's different, but there's also a lot of similarities too. I, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Anyway, we appreciate you coming on the show, kids. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for guys. thanks for being here. Thanks very much.
Yeah, this has been another episode. So you can hear me now with our guest, Sarah. Thanks so much for being here. Till next time. And remember, there will be a two, two versions of the, the podcast. And a uh, public pr- uh, version and a, a privacy-honoring version. Okay. Thanks again, Sarah. We'll yeah, see you later. Thanks, it's been emotional, but okay, bye. Ha, ha, ha.